0: This is Sky Blues Extra.
2: Hello and welcome to the Sky Blues Extra podcast, which as always is currently sponsored by Shortland Horn, Coventry's leading estate agents. My name's Tom Ward. I'm back in the hot seat this evening after a couple of weeks off. And yeah, delighted to be joined by very two, two very extremely knowledgeable blokes in the form of Matt and Dino. How you doing chaps?
3: Good
2: mate, how you doing? I'm not sure how knowledgeable we
4: are, I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, but I'll no,
2: take that. Yeah, exactly, mate. Yeah, well, I know you've got uh, some some interesting stuff to bring us on on the upcoming fixtures, so we'll uh, yeah, we'll definitely test your knowledge later on.
4: Nice to see you, anyway, Tom. Where where have you been? You've been missing I've the last
2: few weeks. Been been busy, been busy, mate. You know, some days aren't always the easiest day to do a podcast. But
4: see, I thought I thought you'd moved on to another podcast.
2: To be honest,
4: just <laughs> rumours. Yeah, I hear. I hear there's one actually looking for new members, so...
2: Yeah, I heard, you I, going to do one. One. I heard you were going to do an episode explaining why I'd left, Dino.
4: Well, I was actually just going to release a whole episode just tearing into you. Then again, yeah. I, I thought I'm not that much of an arsehole, so decided against it.
2: Well, I thought I had to come back, because, you know, I was getting laid into a little bit last week, and it's uh, <laughs> going well, getting well, a little I've bit see, out of hand. I've seen you with
4: Tim Fisher yesterday, and I'm having second thoughts now, so I might release it. <laughs>
2: I didn't have a scrap with him anyway
4: no that's good I, there was a comment on uh, on the picture I think it was Simon Miller said about swapping your grey tracksuit for, for corporate boxes uh, that quite oh, yeah, tickled that. me um, <laughs> maybe, maybe it was uh, maybe it was Timmy boy who paid the paid the uh, bail money
3: <laughs> I can't I can't imagine that it would have happened to be
2: fair yeah anyway chaps, this obviously uh, good news obviously a win on the road yesterday finally it feels like as we've been talking about the, the sort of waveform really haven't we every week um but yeah, obviously Scarborough defeated Hull one 0 away. Um, Matt, it wasn't the most emphatic victory, but a win nonetheless. Yeah, it's fair comment. Not
3: the most emphatic, but I'll be honest, I couldn't, I really couldn't care less. It's just at this point of the season, you know, we kind of we're at that we're at that stage now. We know away kind of has been our issue. We, we've struggled all on the road. Home form has been fantastic. So anything at the moment on the road in terms of a win. Is fantastic. We've had we've had some great performances away, and we've maybe not got the results to match what we've kind of done from a performance perspective. So mm-hmm. if we can have a bit of the reverse, you know, we've gone to Barnsley, should have won that game. QPR, we were probably the better team for large spells. Similar for Blackburn, you know, we've we've kind of we've had those situations where we've gone, played good football, been the better team, and maybe been frustrated by the results. So if we can have a week whereby maybe the performance isn't there, but we take the three points, then I'm I'm gonna take it every week to be honest with you at the minute.
2: Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. I think. Do you know it felt a little bit like it was one of those we just kind of need to win by whatever means really. Just get, you know, get 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 there, get the points and, and get away really. Um, just to sort of get that, you know, that monkey off our back a little bit with the away form.
4: I just want to confirm we did win yesterday, didn't we? Because the way <laughs> people have been going on is if like we lost 4-0 and you know we're doomed, we're gonna get relegated, etc. You know, it wasn't a vintage performance. Matt said it there, but you can't complain about winning away from home in the championship you yeah. know a clean sheet as well and especially with the form we've got away from home you know we like you said getting that monkey off the back is so important and early on as well I know we beat Blackpool early on in the season but you know you are in the crest of a wave at the early parts of the season can't really take that into account I don't think um you know Hull are a poor support team we, we we spoke about it last week I suppose the disappointing thing, really, from the win is that we didn't capitalise enough, and how awful they actually were. That should have been way more comfortable than it was, um, given the talent we have at our disposal. Uh, and that was on the pitch. Um, and I, I was, I was getting increasingly frustrated at how sloppy we were at times. Um, and that that's the sort of the only negative I have. But you know, we've, we've come away with three points. We're still yeah. in the playoffs. Things are looking great.
2: Yeah, exactly. No, I I saw a bit of it on Twitter. People being quite negative, and I suppose mm. just people wanting to just go and batter them, didn't they? Um, really. And
4: how many times has that happened in this league,
3: though? I
2: know. Yeah.
3: You know, especially it, for us. Yeah. Especially for
2: us. We don't. We you
3: know we're not, we're not at that point at this moment in time with the away form. So just get the win, build a bit of confidence, and move from there. It's just. Yeah. It's a, I agree. It feels a little bit arrogant. You know, we're, we're second season in it. For me, it takes a little bit away from. Um. The fact of, you know, we're still only second season in this division. So what? why are we feeling like we just can go to any team in this division and blow them away four or five? Now, even though, look, I completely agree, Holler aren't a great side. We're, we're much better than them. Um, and on our day, we could go there and, and blow them away. But also, you know, just let's just take the win. I mean, we, we know we can we can perform better. So it's not as if we should massively worry about kind of the form from the fact that we won this game. Just take the win and, and then let's go back to the fortress.
2: Yeah, I think um Ross made a really good point on the last pod as well around the season when we won League 1. There's a lot of one nils, wasn't it? And we just, you know, scraped those 1-0s um yeah. and and obviously got, you know, got promoted doing that. So
4: and teams <laughs> are working each other out now. You know, we you know, we're 15 games to the season, into the season. You know, basically a, a further way through. And we're sitting in fourth place, you know, mm-hmm. behind three teams bankrolled by Premier League parachute payments. You no know, yeah. It's not a honeymoon phase anymore. Yeah. You know, we're doing an incredible job. You know, four years ago, I was looking at where we were four years ago. We were bang in the middle of losing at home to Forest Green and Mansfield. Hmm. You know, so let's see where we are now. Enjoy it. You know, in a month's time, it might look different. Of course, it, it might. You know, got a tough period coming up in a few weeks' time. That will sort of, you know, give a good gauge to, to where we actually might end up in this season. But we've shown we can mix up with various styles in this division. Let's give the boys some encouragement and, and yeah. let's see where it takes us. Yeah, we've got
2: to enjoy it, haven't we, while, we, while we're while we there in the top six. And oh, God knows what's going to happen if we do drop out of the top six. It'll be a meltdown on Twitter, won't it? But... <laughs>
4: That'll be Robin's <laughs> out brigade back out, won't <laughs> it? Yeah, exactly. The, the flags will be out. be like the uh, protests of the United. The yeah, green- tennis balls <laughs> on the pitch. Tennis balls. I don't do that at Sheffield United, though. Oh, jeez. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and um, obviously the new kit what had its first outing yesterday, Matt. Maybe that brought us a bit of luck and uh, you know, helped us turn around that away form. Yeah, and we'll
3: probably never see it again now.
2: It's one of those things. I mean, it looked
3: fantastic, I have to say. That's one thing I think Twitter seemed to be fairly uh, fairly agreed on. It, it absolutely looked fantastic. The red finished off was nice and sharp look. So, um, yeah, maybe the fonts wasn't wasn't quite there, but they looked fantastic. And um, But, yeah, this will be it now. We probably won't see it for another kind of five, six weeks yeah. so, or five, six months, I should say. So uh, probably a good omen, but you know, we, we might not get the full benefit of it.
2: Yeah, red numbers as well, which is nice, isn't it? You don't see that very often it's anymore. So nice,
3: it looks sharp and
2: yeah, different. Just yeah, is that it, just for fine.
4: Remembrance Sunday though?
2: Nah, I, don't that's I don't know, I it's Dean. I don't know. Is, it's that a, is that a retro, thing, isn't now? it? Red numbers a thing. I think it might be a thing. Yeah, it's a little bit retro, isn't it? It goes mm. with the kit quite nicely. So I just put
4: two and two together with a poppy and made you know, obviously twenty seven. But
2: <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows? We'll we'll, we'll say. go with it.
4: it. Sounds good. I like it. To be honest, I like the red. I think the red mm. really works. One thing with the shirt, the shirt's great. I love the shirt, and I always love the white shirt they release, um, which is annoying, like you say, Matt, because they, only, they only tend to play in it once, and yeah. always end up being a sucker for buying it. <laughs> I would have liked him to see the opposite way around. Maybe black with the, the yeah, white like a
2: trim. blackout mm. kit, yeah, because we've got so many white kits now, haven't we? Yeah.
4: yeah, we've had white. You know, we had the the Rico third, kit, the City return Culture, kit. the return yeah. kit, the two two-tone kits, and the and the great and the 2 tones brilliant. The heritage and stuff and it looks really good like with the sort of the braces effect but i would have liked to see the reverse i've seen really nice blackout kits over the last or, two, uh, two years
2: what about brown dean what about a brown <laughs> wow
4: well, you know who knows you know next year you know what might be the premier league might throw out the, the brown kit for that um <laughs> so i really want to see right. i want to see a purple and gold one personally
2: yeah yeah there's, there's so many retro sort of colors and combinations isn't there that we've got and I think Hummel are sort of milking it, milking them, aren't they? Which is great, if you, really.
3: If you, if you go for some of the classics, the thing is you've got to get it right, haven't you? You know, the yeah. brown kit, so kind of synonymous with Coventry. You've got to, it would be fantastic mm-hmm. if we did it, but you've, you've got to do it right, haven't you? It's, it just looks silly then. It's similar yeah, probably yeah. with the with the purple kit as well. We had quite a, a random one in the 90s, didn't we? But it would be good if if you do it the right way. Yeah, I think a if you did of- a brown
2: kit, it would either go down as the nicest kit we've ever had or the worst we've ever had. There's probably not much in between
3: quite easily yeah
4: <laughs> that guy that concept guy on on twitter he does some really really smart yeah. designs i'm it's really surprised though. actually Hummel hasn't uh, stepped snapped him away yeah,
3: isn't he uh, well i'm close <laughs> to sending them a kind of a little message with his twitter handle or something because i think the um we all knew we were getting kind of the the awake it was going to be the the colors that we uh we ended up seeing but the, the one he did of that in particular was absolutely beautiful it's probably one of the best Kits I've seen in a long time, and even the way he'd marketed it with, I oh, had a really good picture of Matt Goddard, I think, and he looked fantastic. So, you're just almost at the point where I think maybe just drop him a little message, just kind of say, Look, keep an eye on what he's doing, because yes, yeah,
2: some of the kits he's done are absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, let's talk about the game in a bit more detail. Um, first of all, the lineup obviously, Robbins went with the same team as Derby. Any surprises for you, Dino? Um- not particularly because we know sort
4: of the way Robbins works, but if you listen back to last week's podcast, we were Omin and in whether Jamie Allen comes in, Michael mm. Rose comes in, Rose came into the squad, obviously at the expense. I think it was Jodie Jones yesterday. Um, so, yeah, I'm not surprised, but I would have liked to see a little bit more energy in there, um, away from home, especially on that massive pitch. I mean, you look at the way that game panned in that first 20 minutes, you think if you, you maybe take away... Ben Sheaf, for instance, from from that line and put Jamie Allen in there, how yeah. much more space would have been created with the energy that he provides too? So it, it, we were talking about being emphatic and, you know, having chances. We could have created more if Jamie Allen was in there for me, but I can see why Robbins has done it and it and to, to be fair to him, it worked.
2: Yeah. Was the pitch bigger, Dean? Because I was looking at it. I know they play rugby on that pitch, don't they? And they didn't have like a, you know how at the Rico, you can and see a, like the try bit behind the goal. They did not look
4: bigger. It definitely d- looked it. Yeah. Maybe it's just the camera angle. I don't know. You were there, Tom. So, yeah, it d- I it don't like know. It do? didn't,
2: didn't seem like that big, but who knows? Maybe
4: they were just massive holes that Hall associate so shit. They just left so much space. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Which we'll, which we'll talk about a bit more. Um, obviously, our resident stat man isn't here tonight. So I will cover off the stats from the game. Uh, we had 51.4% possession. We had 11 shots versus their 13, three shots on target versus their four. Uh, 335 passes completed versus their 329, uh, ten interceptions versus their 17, 14 tackles versus 14, and we won 13 aerial jewels versus their 21. So, I think the stats probably kind of align really with how the game felt, Matt. In that we weren't probably at our best for for long periods of the game.
3: Yes, yeah, sometimes you just feel, with all due respect to all, sometimes you just you just watch a game and you feel like you you kind of almost get dragged down a little bit by the opposition. You know, we've looked um, vibrant is one of the words I'd say this season. We've looked kind of, we've come out, we've set the pace, we've kind of gone for teams and and, and looked really good in in doing so. And there's been a good tempo in terms of our play, but sometimes you just play those teams that they're not the best, um, which, as I say, with all respect to Hall, they're they're not really at this level and and you kind of get dragged down a little bit and it kind of takes away a little bit of the cohesion from the game. It, It makes it a little bit scrappy. So, we didn't look too, too sharp. I, I just think kind of another thing maybe was scoring quite early, obviously it's fantastic to, to do that um, in terms of kind of the result, but maybe from a game perspective in terms of the performance as well, it kind of changes the, the feel a little bit when you get a goal that early. And, um, you know, look, we, we haven't won a lot. Again, well, we've won one game on the road so far this season. So I think, I think the team would have been quite conscious of that and quite conscious of the fact that they didn't want to let another uh, possibility of an away win slip. So, get that goal early, it probably changes the tempo of the game. You know, that's not to say we, we're not going to kind of shut up, shut up against mm-hmm. Follinan, and I don't think we did. I don't think we tried to, to kind of play out the 1-0 win, but I think it maybe changes the mentality a little bit. You're in front, um, and uh, yeah, I, I just think maybe kind of it changes the way you play a little bit from there. But in the main, I just think it's one of those games, isn't it? where hole, scrappy side, not the best football. Mm-hmm. You just get dragged down a little bit by the opposition sometimes.
2: Yeah, of course. Um, let's talk about those early moments of the game, and obviously the goal um, came out the blocks really well. Dino um, and an unbelievable, well, a brilliant cross from Matson, and a great header from Godden. I've watched it back a few times today, and I'm just trying to work out how how he's got so low down to head the ball there.
4: Yeah, it's classed like Spider Man, isn't he? You know, yeah, just just getting down on on on. Someone on actual- Twitter
2: said, "Is that?" Someone on Twitter said is that the lowest like header we've ever scored. I was like, Well, Scott. I, I, I
4: wouldn't like to play limbo with him. <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, I mean those early stages we were so in the ascendancy, you could just feel it coming. Um, and like you said, the, the ball in let's talk about Garcaret's first of all. again, that sort of bursting, gut busting run with the ball at his feet. It's so hard to stop. It was a brilliant tackle. And Matson, first time. That's one of the first times this season he's put a first-time ball in, across yeah. uh, into the box. And look what's happened. We've yeah, got a perfect, goal out of it. it? Um, cross was great, but Godin, unbelievable. We talked about Walker's movement against Blackburn the other week. This was just like that. Peeling off that last defender and then spinning round him. He didn't know where he was, to be honest. Yeah,
2: he was just all on his own, wasn't he?
4: Yeah, that, that defender was sort of jogging out because he thought the ball was cleared. There was no danger, but obviously it fell to Matson. And then, like you say, how he's he's already on the floor when he makes the header, and it's so difficult for the keeper to react to that too because he probably doesn't expect Godden to no. get such power on the header and be on target at the same time. And that's why the keeper sort of makes a fumble. But it's all on Matty Godden here. You know, there's nothing about the keeper making a mistake for me. It's it's Godden's just unbelievable finishing ability. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's just a brilliant, brilliant goal. One of the goals of the season for me so far. Yeah, I agree. I Te- agree with you. Technique Dino. wise, brilliant, yeah. absolutely yeah. brilliant.
2: Yeah, I think for the technique, it's probably yeah my favourite goal that we've scored this season. Just unbelievable technique from Godin, um, and a great bit of shithousery from the you know the celebration. <laughs> the, the, he loved doing the lawnmower in front of the home fans, didn't he?
4: Yeah, but he didn't get the 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 triple threat out, did he? The, <laughs> the plane came out, then the knee. We missed out on the knee slide this week. Yeah, he um, can't make his mind up. No, so. Normally, he goes aeroplane knee slide lawnmower, and he missed yeah. out the, the knee side, which was I was disappointed in. Um, so I'm going to knock him one point yeah. off, his, off his match score
2: Dropped. for that.
4: Yeah, I don't know why I do. Just,
2: I do love watching it back though, like on the highlights. You just see like the, the players, like they're like looking into the home crowd. It's just like brilliant. I love that. So I thought that was the coven because he sort of like no, yeah, looked up no, to no, the sky, and yeah. I thought oh, a cove in
4: the sky here. I don't like like you know, when you go to Newcastle away and you're like right in the gods. Mm. that's why I thought I'd never been there. I've never been to KC, was it the KC when Dennis Wise scored?
2: Yeah, remember. it was, yeah. 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 yeah.
4: So yeah. I went there once. I was sort of no, we were up the other
2: end, do you know?
4: Yeah, so I obviously realised afterwards that it was down down the other end um, and then after, when you realise that, you're thinking, you just absolutely give it some to, to the six <laughs> to the six away uh, home fans that are in that end. Yeah. Which was, which was great to see and then, I don't know if you see, there was a, a post put out today um, I think it was an in, was an interview with Robbins, maybe, or or Jake Clark Salt, and and there's a, one of the pitch guys doing the doing the lawn burying. and so I said, oh, well, it's great to see Matty Godden getting involved in the background, which 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 kind of tickled me. Um, that's
2: class. But yeah, Did you was, see uh, um, Jake Clark Salt was comments today as well, saying that the cough fans are the best fans he's ever played for, and yeah. obviously he's played for Birmingham and I'd Sutherland. Just
4: to, I'd literally just about to say <laughs> that's that's two fingers to both those teams. You know we. <laughs> We pretty much hate both of them, don't we? With, with yeah. equal passion, shall we say? So, but, yeah, yeah, great to see.
2: Uh, definitely uh, puts him in the good books of the car fans by saying stuff like that. that but he played really well course. yesterday
4: as well, yeah, JJ yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, You know, ball at his feet, those those marauding runs from the back. We've kind of missed that um, from 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 our play the last two weeks, and that's great to see because there were so many gaps appearing. He could just you know utilize those um, those really well. But I thought he had a really good game. I thought his comments after the game were really good too. It's nice to hear him being, in, you know, settled for one. Yeah, you, you and being the, in, get... Sorry, sorry. that, gone.
3: No, go no, I was just. I think you get the impression he's a little bit of a arm around the shoulder kind of player. He just kind of likes to feel wanted at a club. You know, somebody can't be that regularly around a, a team like Chelsea or kind of go through the the youth ranks there and, and obviously through the international ranks of England to certain ex- such an extent without being a good footballer and you just think sometimes it just needs something to kind of unlock it and maybe it is the case if he likes being at a club where you know you have a situation where he feels kind of wanted he feels like he is a standout player in the in the start in 11 he's going to get a regular run out even if he kind of doesn't have one great game or something he isn't just going to be consigned to the bench for a long time mm-hmm. he's kind of been given a bit of a chance to to grow into the team because he, he maybe did have uh not a bad start but he had kind of the odd kind of bad game or bad half even and you think maybe in the past he's probably quite used to being at chelsea and if that happens then you've got no chance and and you know maybe it's happened to him at birmingham as well in, in particular but here he's kind of made, been given a bit more of a run and it's it, he's seen right okay I can grow into my role here. And, it you know, I, I assume he's just going to grow into it from there because I think there has to be quality there when you're talking about somebody who's been at that level for such a period of time. They've obviously seen
2: enough in him to he's think... 20, well, he's 24
4: be still out. being around Chelsea, you know? Yeah, exactly. It must be something about him.
2: I do yeah. forget that he's a, he's a lone player, actually, sometimes. He does, like you say, he just feel quite settled now. Mm. Um, but like you say, it's an interesting one. I mean, we I, I'd imagine we've got a fairly decent chance of getting him on a permanent, you'd imagine, from Chelsea in the summer I know that's about kind of their policy isn't it they sort of loan players out sort of build their value and then they sell they sell a lot of players on around that, the early millions He's um, at that
3: age isn't he you kind of think as Dino says we kind of if he's been there for, for this length of time there's got to be something there but also what's what is he going to do really to get into that into that team, kind of crack into the first team. So you think from his perspective, if it does carry on where he's he feels loved by the fans and he gets a really good uh, run of games and his performances are kind of where they have been in the last couple of games, and you think, yeah, I would agree. I think there's got to be a realistic realistic chance, especially if we're going up to the Premier League. You think he's going to, uh, he's, he's almost a certainty to want to stick around. Yeah, That might yeah. be a big talk. It's <laughs> time to talk about Premier League, but... <laughs>
2: Um, and just going back to the game, we we should have been tuning up really. Obviously, Matty Godden went through on goal, Matt, and it was a it was a brilliant save from their keeper, really. But could could Matty have done better, or do you think he did everything right there? And it was just a really good save.
3: Uh, he probably could have done better, to be honest. I I mean, it is a good save to be fair, and it's funny enough. I was kind of watching um, watching some highlights of some of his goals kind of earlier on Saturday, just as you do when you, you're bored. You kind of go down a bit of a rabbit hole and. I've watched some of the, the clips of um i think it was five two against wigan in the under 23s where he got the hat trick and just watching that you're thinking this guy is, he is such a natural finisher i mean some of those the goals in that game kind of i think one of them was quite similar to the well maybe not maybe not similar to the the header against all but it, it was kind of it was a difficult header as well and he kind of had to to kind of move his body to get to it and um you just think he is a natural finisher so you see him kind of go through like that you are just expecting to see ball nestled in the back of the net I think it kind of comes down to his first touch he didn't really get it out of his feet far enough he kind of didn't you know kind of stumble over anything but you're thinking because he's just got so much room to run into he could have maybe knocked that you know even five yards in front of him and just ran onto it but it doesn't quite kind of come off his foot right with that first touch and then I think it just gives that defender enough time to put enough pressure on that he just maybe feels a little bit more pressure so yeah, I think if he's kind of completely clean, in it, you see him kind of lift it a bit more and put it over the keeper and give him no chance, because I, I think that's potentially um, a possibility there. It's not as if you kind of like say you just a chance of getting it on target. He's got the chance to kind of put it somewhere where the keeper can't get it. So yeah. that's where, yeah. why it's disappointing. I think it just comes down to that first touch. But um, I say, I mean, the, as we said, the first goal is such an impressive finish. You kind of yeah. you, know, you, you maybe give him a give him a pass on that one. Yeah, I think I
4: think the issue is with the pass from O'Hare. Mm. Yeah. Is that he's either going to he's either going to put it behind the defender, curl it back round to Godden, or fizz it into his path. Godden's yeah. got to sort of he sort of has to check his run and then bring the ball yeah. in the control. Check his run onto a bit more, yeah. That, yeah, and then at that point, it's very hard to sort of drag the ball five yards forward mm. and then deal with that defender who's who's coming onto you as well. So I think the mm. issue is with the pass. I think O'Hare is probably in two minds what to do with the pass, but. Saying that, I know the pat. I'm, I'm, you know, knocking the pass. Gordon still has a really, really good opportunity, mm. and he could go either side of the keeper. And the keeper makes a really, really good save. Uh, but for me, the the issues is with the pass.
2: Mm. Yeah, he just tried to sort of slot it, which it it looks great when they when they go in, but gives the keeper a bit more of a chance, doesn't it? Um, your carries also had a chance not long after that. Um, sort of cutting in as he does so well and there's another decent save from Ingram wasn't it Dino
4: I think this is a really really good save to be honest I think this is absolutely fizzing top bins for me but again big Vic ball at his feet marauding they don't know what to do yeah they're like, just terrified aren't they because you make the wrong decision you, your timing's off of that challenge you're yellow carded because of the pace he's running at you know that that the referee makes a decision straight away just because of how bad it looks If you if you try to take him out of that pace so he gets through three players here as well. Just just brilliant marauding runs from Vic. He's sort of but we said last week he's been out of form a little bit and it's very very difficult to to maintain that form he's been on of course. Um, and I I think at times yesterday we started to see the old Vic that we've seen over the over the first few games of the season.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, Robin's, um, Robin's comments were very very good towards him as well, weren't they? From yesterday, yeah. I think I was thinking about that as well. And think, I suppose there's a little bit of like less pressure on him to score now. I mean, at the start of the season, it was just him, wasn't it? Really, Godden wasn't fully back yet, I don't think. And now Godden's chipping in with goals. Walker's been chipping in with goals. Slightly just takes the pressure off Vic a little bit, um, and it doesn't he doesn't need to score every week. We can still get a good result. Um, so I don't know if that's something
4: yeah potentially I I think it's all down to mindset as well Tom because this is a guy who's just been called up for Sweden he's Mm. got a couple of games under his belt there's a lot going on in his life at the moment he's just joined a new team for a million pounds the pressure's already there he's scoring goals he's getting all these plaudits all all this attention that's a lot to take on yeah yeah all at once Um, and I mean the the kick he got the other week on his, his ankle came up like I don't know what it was like. A bloom, wasn't it? Um, that, that you know the, these things all sort of accumulate into the guy's form, and it might take a few few more weeks for for him to get back into that kind of form. I don't he just needs to settle down a bit. But yesterday, in glimpses, he showed you know what he's really capable of, and it's nice to see because you got a big week coming up. you know two home games. He's going to be expected to to carry a lot of burden this week. Um, I feel at home, you know, with a with a raucous home crowd uh behind him. So it's nice to see him sort of get back into that sort of rhythm again.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um and Matt, given the fact we've thrown quite a few points away recently from winning positions, especially away from home, what do you think Robbins would have been saying at half time?
3: I, I mean personally, I feel it would just would have remained quite balanced, to be honest with you. I, I get I get the point in terms of we have had those moments uh, away from home where we've kind of gone in at half time ahead, or or certainly been in the game, and it hasn't gone the right way in the second half. Certainly, we've had kind of a bit of a drop off in second half performances. But I just think, still, you look at Robbins, you think it's still going to be quite a balanced approach to kind of right, one game at a time. You know, today is is hard. We're not kind of going to overly focus on on what's happened in the past. We're going to focus on the game plan that we put in place to kind of come here and and beat holland Obviously, hopefully, you would imagine there's kind of lessons that we would have learned coming into the game from, from previous away games in terms of kind of staying switched on and and kind of not, you know, I think we've had a lot of kind of runs of five, ten minute bursts of play where we've conceded one, two goals and, and pretty much been out of games or we've we've kind of um, taken the impetus out for us. So, yeah, I, I generally think there's kind of lessons to be learned there and I'm sure that's been worked on through the week. But in terms of half-time in this one, you know, let's face it, at the end of the day, we're half-time, 1- on the road, I don't think it's kind of a situation where you want to overly um, kind of read the right act or anything like that and just kind of keep going where you are. We're winning the game with a with a superior team, especially at half time. They didn't really look like they were going to score. I know they did kind of maybe have a little bit more pressure in the second half. So that was a little bit of a worry. But um, I just think, yeah, kind of it would have just Robbins in general, balanced guy. I think when he knows when there is a situation, you really need to kind of come out and react. And um, I don't think 1 0 away from home is, is kind of that situation so yeah yeah i think quite balanced yeah yeah fair enough. i would
4: love to hear a mark Robbins Riot act <laughs> <laughs> and that would be maybe it could be the one of those like bbc um bedtime bedtime stories for kids maybe you can release it at christmas
3: <laughs> be one of those calm but you kind of really get the message type type situations like you can you can just fairly would. It's almost like I'm not angry, I'm disappointed from your parents type of situation. Mm. You know that you're in trouble, but he's not, you know, probably not screaming his head off. He's just he's just getting his point across in the right way. That's
4: one for the media guys now. There's a bit of content. Mark Robbins reads a Christmas story. I want to see it.
2: On Christmas it. Day.
4: Yeah, so we can all...
2: That'd be good, wouldn't it?
4: Twas the night before Christmas. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear Mark Robbins' rendition. <laughs>
2: Yeah, maybe we will have to email the club Dino and suggest it.
4: <laughs> you could be, his, you could be his little helper. You've got, the know, but, you've got the in with
3: Fisher,
4: haven't you? So yeah, you've, you're you're our in now. Yeah,
2: maybe Fisher could do it.
4: Oh no, for God's sake! <laughs> See, he looks like Santa. You know, some some of his beards he's he's grown over the years. And yeah, some of the awful pictures we've seen of him, um, <laughs> including that one yesterday.
2: Yeah,
4: I'm actually surprised. You know that that's gone down okay. I do people
2: not realise it's a bit of a joke? Yeah, I don't, I don't think people care too much, do they? Really, he's not—he's not, he's not really—he's not really working at the club at the moment. He's just sort of advising on the side. So,
4: is that? Did you ask him anything actually?
2: No, we just had a, just had a general chit chat, to be honest, about, about things. Nothing, How, nothing. How's
4: the family? How's the kids? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Plan
2: for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing too too interesting, to be honest. Nothing that I didn't know already. But where
4: you going yeah. on your holidays next year, Tom?
2: <laughs> he did say that he did say that Joyce Parler's been to a few games this season and she's absolutely loving loving the football and she's really she's really into it oh we're um, winning she cares a lot about the club which is good to hear um, but yeah like you say we're winning so that obviously helps as well so I don't know I don't know whether she was at Forest Green in League 2 but <laughs> yeah, there you go I doubt it <laughs> um, I, I doubt she was at Forest in the Championship to <laughs> um yeah anyway getting back to the game lads um yeah it wasn't the best of second halves and we didn't create many chances at all um obviously as we've talked about Halara poor side um Dino do you feel a slightly better team possibly could have punished us yesterday
4: yeah i do i i think so i think we were we were lacking intensity uh, i think we were very sloppy in possession and those those two things normally equal defeat in the championship if i'm if i'm honest and yeah, the simple answer for me would be no doubt about it. We would have lost that game yeah. yesterday for sure. Yeah. You have to be on it ninety-five percent of the time in the championship. The, the, there's always games with laws, even with you know the top team. Look at the the Fulham game a couple of weeks ago. I know they were leading, but they weren't value for their lead. If you understand what I mean, they didn't particularly play well to get that one-nil one-nil lead. So. You, you've 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 still got to be at it if that makes sense because you never know what's going to happen and you see I mean look at what was it Stoke yesterday 3-0 up against Cardiff switched off for five minutes 3-3 those things happen you know Cardiff are a poor team and Stoke are supposedly one of the best teams in this division and they've let them back in it so you've got to be on it all the time and the concentration levels have got to be always up there. Um, and, and yes, we got away with one yesterday because we didn't play against a particularly great side, but that's sort of something that's, that's crept in over the last few weeks, a little bit of the lack of, um, lack of concentration, a bit complacent at times. Yeah. So, um, we, we, we still need to get that in check. I think over the next
2: couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Obviously, Hamer came off with a with a knock late late on. Um, hopefully, nothing too serious, Dino. It
4: doesn't sound it. Robin said it was just a kick on the calf. Uh, I know I was, we saw him limping on the on the. Uh, Always makes five. me nervous
2: when Hamer's limping.
4: Yeah, and he, uh, to, to be fair, he didn't have the greatest of games yesterday, mm. um, and which was disappointing because that type of pitch and the space that was created from you know from from the lack of press from Hall and their 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 you know their setup. That was sort of made for Hamer to sort of be, you know, come to the forefront and and dictate play. But he was very sloppy in possession, like most of the team were yesterday. To to be honest, I don't really want to single him out for having a bad game. But Robin said after the game it was just a kick on the calf. He'll be okay for for Tuesday, which which is which is good That's to easy. see because against Swansea we're going to need that energy from him in, in midfield
2: yeah uh, right. it's definitely definitely good news um obviously Mark Robins did make a few changes in the second half Matt did he did he get the changes right in your opinion
3: yeah pretty much I'd say I know there's been kind of a, a fair bit of talk around his his subs over the last few games and and fairly so and I think he's been kind of open and honest and said that. um mm-hmm maybe some of them haven't haven't been the best or I remember he said he kind of I think maybe it was Preston that he, he made changes too late so I, personally I think the kind of the changes came at the right time you know obviously Hamers was kind of an enforced one so that's that's fair enough but sometimes you've got to kind of make what might be the unpopular decisions to to kind of see a win through and obviously we kind of um, well kind of midway through the second half took off gotten brought on Allen um, to, to solidify the midfield a bit more. And I, I felt at the time it probably was the right decision because we were starting to... I, if I'm honest, I didn't really feel like they... It felt like they had massively had the quality to create a load of chances. But still, just that kind of option to, to solidify the midfield a little bit was um, was the right one in, in my mind. And if there was one, obviously Walker coming out. Walker, for me, he, he's somebody who kind of... His impact seems to be when he starts games... But you're kind of thinking at that point, we have got the lead, and, you know, it's getting late on. I think it was with about 15 minutes to go. So you're kind of thinking maybe you can, can just run their defence a bit, keep the ball down that end of the, the pitch and kind of keep them busy. Um, so maybe it wasn't the, the kind of substitute made to, to kind of get goals. Um, and then this, the third one's obviously Hamer, which is more of an enforced one. And, and to be honest, kind of any point we're, we're bringing this skip on, I'm, I'm more than happy think that situation he's he's exactly the right man to to see the game out sometimes you've got to do what's what maybe not the most popular thing with the fans because they're kind of and i think especially with the fact that we're playing whole people are thinking we should be beating these two or three nil or whatever it is seems to be the case after the game um but robbins has got the pressure It's, it's easy for us to say as fans we kind of can make the changes that if they if they weren't to go right there's no pressure on us. There's no kind of fallback on us. He's got to do what's going to get us the wins at the end of the day. So, yeah, I thought they were fine to be honest with you. Yeah,
2: yeah. Fair enough. Obviously, we held on in the end, got the got the win, got the three points, and that result keeps us in fourth in the table. Um, Matt, it feels like we've we feel very right at home in fourth now. We've been there for a few weeks, haven't we?
3: Yes, yeah, lovely little comfortable position for us. I think. <laughs> kind of, you have got. I mean, let's face it. Looking at the teams above us. <laughs> I think Dino mentioned early on you've got those kind of parachute payments and the money they've got and kind of the finances behind them and, and some of the players there. <laughs> Realistically, for me, the, the league kind of almost begins from fourth because those three top teams, you know, they just they do look a little bit of a class apart, if I'm honest with you. So that's that. I mean, for me, we're top of the table almost because it's just not <laughs> that's, really that's a new song. We're top of the rest. We're <laughs> top of the rest. <laughs> fourth is absolutely perfect for me. Yeah, more than happy. And, I also kind of that win just it hasn't moved us up the table but it's just bumped that gap back up. That's the as, thing, isn't it? I think yeah, I've,
2: well, I've started looking at the table in a slightly different way and just kind of really just looking at how far ahead of within the top six we are. Yeah. Um, so like I said, I think just staying in the top six for absolutely as long as we can. And mm-hmm. if you're still in there at Christmas time, you know, you've got a really good chance of, of sustaining it and you can just keep sort of ticking over. You don't need to actually win every single game, but as long as you keep ticking over... You know, you might get a point away from home that keeps you in there. That's start, kind of how I'm seeing it at the moment. You start looking at some of those
3: other teams that are kind of in that area, the likes of Huddersfield and, um, who was it was saying the other day, kind of one of the, oh, Blackpool. Blackpool are yeah, on there in the six a mad room, well. haven't they? You're kind of looking at you thinking, well, actually, you know, uh, you look at us in fourth and you think people are kind of talking it's about being the surprise team, but you're kind of saying, well, Huddersfield really struggled last season. Blackpool are a promoted team. It, it does really feel like past kind of those top three there, there are maybe opportunities and there aren't any standout teams so i think you're right it starts coming together you start looking at these other teams who are kind of in and around the area you think they they're no better than us and you start getting to christmas you think hold on here if we're still in that position um then we've got a chance so i think as as dino mentioned it is a bit of a a lot is going to be kind of shown over the next six weeks i think because there's some there are some tricky games coming up
2: yeah, yeah, absolutely, um, and another brilliant following from the Sky Blue Army, Dino, and um, by all accounts came across very loud and I follow.
4: Yeah, they they were very very loud. There wasn't many hall there was there Tom. No, um, no. I think there was a, there was a few people saying it wasn't the greatest atmosphere in the in the away
2: end. What was your, what was your yeah, that? I thought? Where I stood, it was pretty good to be honest. It was pretty loud. I mean, the drum wasn't there. So it always, it yeah. kind of helped. It. Someone was a bit difficult to get everyone like singing at the same time, especially when everyone's had like beers since like 8am or whatever. Um, but no, it was, it was quite loud where I was stood. Um, a little bit spread out. Maybe that was something to do with it, but no, I thought it was a really good following again. I think to get over 2000, I mean, it's a bloody long way away, whole. Yeah. Like yeah, it's, it's really it's far away. Now. Um, especially on the train, because you have to kind of go up and then like, you have to go like round the river kind of thing. And across, yeah. Yes, yeah. So it's, it's, it's a long way away. So I think to take, what was it, a couple of thousand there, I think it's a very, very good following. And that seems to be our kind of standard, like minimum Saturday following now, which is, which is very, very good support. So, we
4: can't fault the support this year, both home and away. It's yeah, been superb. Yeah. I mean, we've had some terrible away performances um, and the boys have been backed by, you know, a legion of, of fans are away from home. So, um, yeah, we can't fault the support. And that, that's one thing that, you know, we we need to keep going with because you look at the COVID-affected season last year, no fans, players have commented. You look at Godden and O'Hare talking on the little uh, video that the club released the the other day. Um, as long as you only had one earphone in, you, you could hear it, by the way. Um, they were saying it was so hard to gear themselves up for a game with no fans in the stadium. Yeah. Whereas it's totally different this year and they they rely on the fans to, to G them up for games. And you know, the twelfth man is obviously a, a huge, huge saying in football. But I think for us, in the position we're in, I think it's gained us valuable points. You look at the likes of the Reading game, the Forest game at the start of the season. Yeah. I think we sort of sucked the ball into the net if if I'm being perfectly honest. And we need to continue with that.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. I think definitely at home. I think kicking towards that kind of corner where all that noise is, it's got to help as a player, hasn't it? It just gives you that extra like 20 percent, whatever it is you need.
4: That's why we didn't like beat say, Derby you... because we attacked the opposite end for the second half.
2: Yeah, it was. I think they probably won the coin toss, smart move. They did. Them they to did. That, they actually. did select that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a that's a really good point. Um, yeah, I'll grab a man of the match off you both, uh, Matt. Who was your man of the match yesterday?
3: Uh, I, m- I might just lean towards Clark Salter, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's one of those games. Everybody was like a 7, uh, 7.5. Everybody was OK. Nobody was standout out um, particular, but a few solid performances in the defense. And obviously, if you keep a clean sheet, you're always doing decent. So yeah, like Clark Salter is growing into the team. I'll-, I'll just nudge it to him. Lino?
4: Yeah, for like, like Matt said, fairly decent performances across the board. I thought uh, Sheaf and Mattson did both, both did well, but Clark's also ahead of everyone for me, uh, just about.
0: You're listening to Sky Blues Extra.
2: Another big game at the CBS on Tuesday as the Sky Blues host Swansea. Um, this is a game which, is, thinking about it, Dino, it's one that's winnable, of course, but Swansea have had some pretty good results lately. So it's definitely not going to be an easy game, this one, is it?
4: No, I'm really looking forward to this because Swansea are a team that I admire in this division, especially Russell Martin now being in charge there. He plays football the right way. Uh, I'll be watching this one in Mallorca on iFollow with um, a Swansea (laughs) fan who I'm working with. Uh, He's a huge Swansea fan.
2: Pina Clada in one hand.
4: Yeah, and I might have to take some uh, tips for you to to might have to knock some heads around at the end at the end. So um <laughs> maybe if you can ship your grey tracksuit out to me, that'd be great. <laughs> um but yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one. I think it'll be a really, really, really good game. Uh, like you say, Swansea have had some really great results lately. Um a bit of change of philosophy for that team as well since since Russell Martin came in there, replacing Steve Cooper in the summer. Um the squad, I think kind of struggled to adapt early. That's why they were kind of low in division to begin with. It's a completely new way of playing for this team and they had a few injuries as well to key players, but they're on the, a revival now. Four wins in their last seven. Um, beat Um Peterborough 3-0 at the weekend too. They're only seven points behind the Sky Blues now. so uh, And they sit in 13th. It's absolutely mad. I don't know if you've seen the division. It's like 19th to... Fifth oh, is like yeah. seven points or something like that.
2: Yeah, we're closer yeah. to nine teams than we are to top in but fourth.
4: Just, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, madness, um,
2: stupid league.
4: Yeah, it's it's bonkers. And, and, you know, you look at the results, everyone could beat everybody. Of course they can. Uh, but but Swansea, I, I think they're a really good team. Uh, I think they'll be pushing towards the playoffs, towards the end of the season. Russell Martin teams t- tend to try and dominate possession. Uh, and that shows kind of in the in the league stats. Swansea with a league lead in sixty-two percent across their fifteen fixtures this season, which is quite high um, for a team who, you know, didn't play particularly well at the start of the season. Um, in terms of what they'll what they'll try and do, they'll match us in terms of formation. Very two teams, very similar ilk and build, um, and this game's going to be who can press better. I feel um, mm. I wouldn't be surprised if we sort of cancel each other out. Uh, but one thing I have noticed with Swansea I've watched them over the last couple of weeks their wing backs play super high up the pitch way yeah. higher than Dabo and
2: Matson play really interesting so that's something we need to be aware of especially sort of defensively um, I think one of their was it their left wing back got, was one of the players of the season last year was it Swansea have I got that right potentially I can't, I can't remember who it was now, now yeah. but I know they, they had some really good wing backs last season I don't know if they've got the same ones but yeah I was uh, pretty impressed with them last year
4: uh, I think it was—I can't remember who. I think who was the right back? Is it Led? Um, oh, that was it. Yeah. He's the—he's the right back. he, he right put back. a great ball into the box yesterday um, for for the first goal. Um, so yeah, he's—he um, also—he looks a really really sharp player. So we have to be wary of that. But that's something we can look at to you know on the counter attack. You think sort of can we capitalise up with the energy that we're going to have in the front three? You look at that QPR game, that first. 35 minutes time where we're putting diagonal balls in we're getting in every single time because their wing backs were so high up the pitch we capitalised Yeah. and that's I think something we've got to look forward to to doing on on air on, on Tuesday night and one thing we have talked about a lot over the last few weeks is our waveform form and how poor we've been but Swansea have also really really struggled away from home this season just one win from seven attempts on the road interesting interesting they're even yeah. lower than us on the away form table. So, you know, well, that's, that goes that's, to show everything.
2: Yeah, that's that's a positive for us, I suppose. Um obviously Jamie Patterson, who's who's is he I think is he a Cov fan or oh, he's definitely from Cov, isn't he? He's definitely from Cov, not sure he's a fan. Well, that's probably the worst possible combination isn't it? Be really <laughs> fired up then. Um he, always, he, he scored he against Cardiff, just, didn't he? He yeah. scored a really good goal against Cardiff the other week. Yeah,
4: he's sort of coming into his into the forefront now in this Swansea team. Um, you know, we were led to believe he was close to joining us in the summer. So perhaps that's one that got away. Yeah. We're not sure. Five goals, four assists, um, and he's a guy who seems to always up his game against Coventry. Uh, so yeah, uh, we have to be wary of him for sure. But they've yeah. got they've got talent across across the board, Tom. Even on the bench as well. You know, we I was going to say um, Liam Walsh. We?
2: Yeah, I was going to mention Liam Walsh. Is he is he been playing for them? Will he be involved on Tuesday?
4: Well, I might have put a bit of a missing person report. <laughs> uh, for him to be honest no he made a he made a sub appearance last week versus Birmingham um, I think it was like 20 minutes or so uh, he actually
2: received quite good plaudits for that for that little cameo
4: but um he wasn't on the bench yesterday
2: it's interesting Not- isn't it like there's quite a few lone players like you've got Walsh Matty James Ostergaard Ostergaard wasn't even in the Stoke squad yesterday no and you think these players who wow well, you'd have, you know, bitten your bitten your hand off to have them back for a second season just aren't getting games, are they? So I don't know who they
4: are. I don't know who those people are you talking of. Uh, <laughs> long gone from us. my memory. <laughs> exactly, yeah, they're dead to us. Um, so, yeah, it's it's one of those things. We know the talent Liam Walsh possesses. We know yeah. that first hand. Um, will he play away from home? I don't think so. Um, I, I don't know where Probably he was a yesterday.
2: Game to involve him in it, wouldn't it? As he yeah, had such a big impact, as at, at you know, to sort of I don't know, probably might might be not the right game to get him involved, but does but that, that GM him
4: up as well to to perform yeah. against his old team? His, who knows? His one of those, it's, you know, it's, it's you can go either two, way, side, two sides of the coin. Um, so yeah, but they've they they've, they've got talent uh, across the pitch, Um and one person I really want to mention is, is Joe Perot. Mm. He's a million pound man signed from PSV in the summer kind of the battle of the million pound member of him in, in Um And he's adapted to, to life so far in the championship pretty well. Eight goals, three assists to his name as well. Uh, he's not particularly tall like Vic, but he's a real handful, very technically astute as well. Um, and if you look at all his goals this season, bit, they're very technical. Um, mm. So the the back three will, will have to be on the ball with him.
2: Interesting stuff. Um, Matt, how would you expect us to approach this game?
3: I mean, I agree with Dino. They're, they're a really good team. And I think they're obviously coming into their own a lot more kind of the last few weeks, maybe as um, Russell Martin kind of settles in there a bit. It's so obviously a new manager coming in, uh, but they've got quality throughout. So you think they're they're going to be one of those teams that should be up there. And, and obviously the last few weeks, they've, they've really stepped it up a bit more. So we have to respect them. They're definitely a team that kind of deserves that respect, but also teams really need to respect us at, at uh, the Fortress because obviously our record is pretty much well, it's, it's as close to perfect as you're going to get without being 100% perfect. So for me, you know, we we just come out and play the way that we have been playing. I think Dino's right. You know, two teams are probably going to press and um, and it's whoever, whoever does that the best. But yeah, I, I just wouldn't want to see us kind of doing too much to change our games to accommodate other teams on the basis of the fact of how well we've done at the, at the, the Fortress at the CBS because why would we? You know, if we kind of win every game bar one. That game we probably should have won as well. So kind of, same as usual, really. Yeah.
2: yeah. I'll grab some predictions, chaps. I'll go with you first, Dino. Uh,
4: in celebration of Halloween, I'm going to predict a bit of a thriller at the CBS. 3-2 <laughs>
2: to the Sky Blues. 3-2. Three, 3-2, two.
4: Three, two, yeah. Uh, there have been lots of goals in Swansea games this year, so uh, and we're, we're scoring at home. So, yeah, 3-2.
2: Nice. And Matt, I'm going to give you the honour of picking the Tweet League prediction, which we is really important that you get this right because we're not doing very well. Uh, Oh, the pressures
3: on. I mean, it's going to sound boring after that kind of three-two prediction, but one-one, and I don't think I'd be overly disappointed by that. I do think they're a good team, and um, just to keep kind of the momentum going, I'd I'd be happy with a one-one. I think uh, tight game, as we say, not a lot of mistakes going on. Maybe kind of um, they grab the lead before half-time, we get something in the second half with with the crowd pulling us through. So yeah, bit of a boring one, but uh, but one-one. That's all right. Well, 1-1 one, one for the
2: Tweet League. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Sky Blues have got another home game on Saturday as they host Bristol City. This one definitely feels winnable, doesn't it, Matt? Although I know um, it's actually been Bristol's home form that's been a problem for them and they have actually been a bit better away from home.
3: Yeah, the, the home form doesn't really get too much worse. They've, um, they actually won their first game in 17 at home on on Saturday, which is um well if you listen to their their media and a lot of people around the club it feels like they feel like that's going to change their season for them um but it's a, a first home win in, in 17 games dating back to January uh and it's a 2-1 win against Barnsley which again with with the greatest respect to Barnsley and how they're doing this season it doesn't feel like a, a season defining win let's put it that way but it is still um a first home win for them but away from home they've been as you say they've been a lot better four wins so you're kind of thinking at this stage of the season, any team that have four wins in the bag away from home should be expecting to push those um playoff places, but not really the case for them at the moment sitting in 15th spot. Uh, but only five points off, as we talked about with Swansea. This league is a bit of a crazy one at the minute, and they're just five points off, uh, fifth. So, uh, you know, a little burst of form could could really turn things around for them, but um, yeah, the away form has been much better for them, like I say, with those four wins most impressive probably from that is a 2-1 away win at QPR we know obviously how how difficult they can they can be so look it's a it's a it's a squad with with talent they didn't really do too much in terms of kind of incomings in the summer but what they did do they feels like they brought in players who who should count kind of maybe the standout players are like Matty James and uh, Andy King coming in you've obviously got Chris Martin there as well and a lot of experience going throughout the team you've obviously got and Jess Weiman, who's a reliable striker at this level for sure, and, and the likes of Danny, Danny Simpson. So, some experience there, and, and maybe not too surprising given the fact that they've got Nigel Pearson as, as manager, somebody you think is going to have a um, kind of a nod towards some of those reliable players and, and players of experience. So, there's definitely quality quality in there, um, but certainly a winnable game, as you say, for, for me.
2: Yeah, fair. Um... And in terms of how we'll set up, Dean, um, do you think we'll make some changes to this one? I know we've got a lot of games in quick succession. Obviously, we we did seem quite tired in that second half against Derby. Is that something that'll be on Mark Robinson's mind, or do you think we'll just kind of go with the, the same sort of lineup as we do Tuesday?
4: I don't think it will change too much from the sort of setup, but personnel will will definitely change. I feel you've got to utilize the squad, and that's what we've got. We've got a squad. You look at the bench yesterday; it was really, really strong, and that was missing. The likes of Jody Jones from it. So yeah, you've got to utilize them. I don't like I said, I don't think we'll sort of change the approach at all. Um and I don't think we should because we're going up against, in my opinion, a very, very poor Bristol side. They're sort of lost in the way they sort of uh, you know approach games. mate James and Andy King in the middle of the park, they're not really sort of being that link but to what from the defense to the attack. It's kind of like being second balls they're trying to win. Uh, the likes of Viman and Scott are sort of niggling around, trying to trying to pick up scraps, basically. So um, it might be a bit of a scrappy game, but we've got enough quality, especially at home, to yeah. to beat these kinds of teams. If I'm perfectly honest, uh, one one player I am really uh, looking forward to seeing is my my namesake uh, Rob Atkinson, central defender. He was signed from from Oxford. I'm looking to see how. He plays against if if Vic plays um or or Godden just to see how he can sort of deal with two different very different types of of championship striker um I've got my eye on Rob Atkinson to to have a a decent career at, uh, especially at championship level so I'm interested to see how how he yeah. uh, he copes with that.
2: Another so do God. you say do you say he was from Oxford? Yeah, he signed from Oxford. Yeah, yeah. they've they produced some good players, don't they, Oxford? Was they Rob, do. Rob Dickey yeah. from Oxford as well.
4: Yep. Um, yeah. yeah, they've. Yeah, they've, you know, uh, Oxford are actually playing really well at the moment as well. So, yeah, they
2: um, always they always seem to be a good side, Oxford. They don't always quite make it, do they, in the playoffs? But
3: yeah, interesting. It's a solid centre back partnership. Actually, you have got uh, Thomas Callis next to him as well, and that's you know so he was five ten million pound player a, a few years ago. So it, it is a solid centre centre half partnership. It's one that it will be a good battle to see. Uh, obviously, whoever starts up from for us as well.
2: Yeah. And I will grab some predictions. I'll go with you this time, Matt, first. Yeah, 2-1. I think it's not going to be,
3: uh, I think probably sometimes people look at league tables and just think, well, we've got this great home record and we're fourth and, and they're way down there in the league. So it should be a comfortable win. But I do think we will win. I think we'll probably go into the game because they have got a few older players, if I'm honest. So, yeah, I think uh, maybe close early on, but we'll, we'll we'll squeak it through in the end and go for a 2-1.
2: Nice and Dino for the Tweet League. I know you're you're flying in the Tweet League. So well, I wouldn't say can... flying.
4: I know I'm first, <laughs> but I've I've been like joint first for like for four weeks now. You need to break uh,
2: away, don't you? you need to build I a peace gap at the top, mate. you've always got to be, you know, want to be comfortable.
4: You know, come Christmas, I need to have some kind of you, some um, kind of gap there.
2: Are you giving us different predictions and then slightly doing your own ones? that we don't know about.
4: Is that how you're doing it? No, you've only only given me the opportunity to to give one for the tweet that you gave over the past Ah. four episodes. So uh, pressure, the pressure is on. I'm going to go for a 2-0 victory for the Sky Blues. I think one will bring two in this kind of game
2: for me. Well, yeah, we'd we'd certainly be very happy with that um, on Saturday. Um, That's all we've got time for this evening, chaps. Thanks very much for joining me. Thanks also to our partner, Shortland Horn, for sponsoring us. And listeners, do make sure you're following them across their different social channels. And as always, if you'd like to get involved in the conversation, just make sure you use the hashtag Sky Blues Extra Podcast.
0: Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra Podcast. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.